0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we hear from all types of fascinating tango professionals. We hear about their experiences, their insights, and through that, we figure out ways to improve our own tango. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks to all you newcomers out there. I'm really happy to have you with us, and please take a moment to check out our previous episodes. You'll find some really helpful information and hear a lot of interesting stories as well. And if you ever want to reach out for any reason, don't hesitate to send me an email at wisconsintango at gmail.com. Once again, that's wisconsintango, all one word, at gmail.com. To help keep the podcast going, I'm also accepting donations through PayPal. There's a link in the description and also one on the podcast website. Thanks for your support. Okay, my guests today are Marcos Cuestas and Ruta Maria. Based in the Los Angeles area, they have been dancing pretty much all their lives. Marcos is a third-generation tango dancer from Buenos Aires and has a distinguished career performing on stage at a number of famous venues, including El Viejo Almacén, Argentina Tango and Pampa, as well as the TV show Grandes Valores del Tango, which is a nationally televised program in Argentina. Marcos also worked on the staff of Argentina's Presidential Committee of Entertainment and has performed for official presidential events and for visiting dignitaries. From 2000 to 2005, he has produced the Las Vegas Tango Festival, choreographed dance pieces for the Latin Grammys, as well as a number of other high-profile projects. Ruta has a distinguished history as a ballet dancer. She has experience as a principal dancer for the Nevada Ballet Theater, Bolshoi's First International Exchange, the Jacksonville Ballet, Ballet West, and Cirque du Soleil's Mystère. Later on, she discovered Argentine tango, of course, and has performed and taught at the Tango Mundo Festival, the Boulder Tango Festival, the Las Vegas Tango Experience, as well as the Argentine Tango USA Championships. Together, Marcos and Ruta developed the Q method of learning tango, and we'll hear more about that soon. They're also excited to organize the International Tango Summit, a massive project encompassing all types of tango competition genres as well as teacher instruction. And with me now are Marcos Cuestas and Ruta Maria. Welcome to the podcast, both of you. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you,
1: Joe. Thank you, Joe. It's nice being in here.
0: Yeah okay so take us back a little bit to the beginning of your tango journey so how did you fall in love with with tango so ruta we'll go ladies first we'll start with you how how did you fall in love with this dance
2: you know i started falling in love with this dance completely out of curiosity Um, marcos and i were in a two-year relationship already i was not Mm -hmm. dancing tango And I started helping him out, assisting him in his classes first, just taking names at the door, signing people up, just registering, maybe accepting the money and doing registrations that way. And of course, I would sit there and watch the class, having had a dance background before, it wasn't too long before I was jumping in and and taking the warm-up and then all of a sudden assisting the warm-up and then practicing outside and assisting you know just in the class in general so it was really curiosity that really
0: got me in so yeah like you said you had a a dance background. i mean you've been pretty much dancing your entire life what was it about tango that kind of grabbed your attention in ways that other dances didn't
2: you know joe i'll be completely honest with you my first interpretation It was not the lasting interpretation of tango. And I'm I'm happy for that because it's a journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I first Mm -hmm. got into tango, I wanted to share something with Marcos. But coming from another discipline, it took me a while to change my mindset, to get into the tango mindset Mm -hmm. and understand really what harmonizing was and understanding a conversation between two people. Mm -hmm. My other disciplines, as lovely as they were, Uh, Were a bit soloistic in their approach, choreographies, ballet, contemporary ballet, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Interpreting someone else's art, not necessarily my own per se. Mm. So um, after the two-year mark, I completely changed my mindset. And then truly,
0: that's when my journey began in tango. Excellent. Nice. And Marcos, how about you? I mean, you are a third-generation tango dancer, is it? Well, my grandfather
1: and my grandmother danced tango but they were not professionals. They would you know, every Sunday in Buenos Aires we will all get together my family. Mm-hmm. And uh at some point in that gathering because we were uh, eating is a very big uh oh, it was very a big part of our lives on the weekends.
3: Mhm
1: barbecues or pasta, mostly pasta on Sundays. My grandma used to do pasta from scratch. Mm-hmm. My cousins, uncles, you know, sometimes we were up to 30 people in the house. You know, we had a huge house. And then the highlight of the day, there was always music around, right? And I was already dancing, but the highlight of the day and the weekends was when my grandpa and my grandma would dance a little tango. And I already was, when I started, I was around 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Because I already had experience. My dad was a dancer too. Mm -hmm. And then he had taught me how to dance. Argentine folk. um, And then I already, you know, had television under my belt and theater and stuff like that. But I never did anything with tango until my grandfather decided that, you know, I think it's time for you to learn. Mm -hmm. And I was, Happy to learn because I love my grandpa and every, everything that he taught me from games to stuff, it, I always had a great time with him. Mm-hmm. So he started teaching me in the weekdays and with uh, the vinyl records how to hold, embrace, steps, and it just became part of my life. You know, it's just uh, that's how I started. And also, you know, soon after, I think I was 16 years old when I was in the first performance solely in tango and then it just took off from there
0: you know mm. yeah so as you both going you know went on your your tango journeys and as you were getting more and more into learning the dance what's some really good or some memorable advice that you've gotten from some of your own teachers i have
2: one and it's actually from this uh, man right next to me <laughs> you know when when times seem a little tough. Uh, he said to me, and I'll never forget there's been many, but this one especially stood out, mm-hmm. Keep sweeping the alley is something that he said. Mm-hmm. And it's something that just reminds us that the constant work will pay off. Yeah. The idea of consistency, of just being grounded, and just continue on your path humbly, this this will pay off. it's It's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. So whether that's uh, just sharing a wonderful tanda with somebody, or it's uh, creating a project, you know, this, this comes into fruition. Yeah. So that's something that will always stand out in my memory. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like we just said about that, keep sweeping the alley, because often when we struggle, you know, there's always that point where it just really feels overwhelming, and then there's that breakthrough.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it will come. Mm-hmm. It will come. It's just being calm in that moment, and just keep sweeping the alley. In other words, keep doing those ochos, mm-hmm. keep dancing, keep embracing. Mm-hmm
0: absolutely ochos yes yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> it's such an important step yeah so, so marcos how about you yeah. what's some really good or memorable advice that you remember probably a lot but what's what's some that stick out to you
1: i guess the one that comes to mind right away i took lessons from this older master what one could consider a successful dancer at the time and but i always kept my hmm. I know it's up to today that we still take lessons, we go to Argentina, or people that we see that we like what they do, we just try to understand it by co- you know, getting some coaching from them. Mm-hmm. So this master said to me, a media maquina, a media maquina means half of the machine,
3: mm-hmm.
1: meaning sometimes we're so mm-hmm. excited to work and to, to dance and to practice, or just to be there, that we don't realize that we're overly excited, that we put too much effort, you're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. So he was telling me, Marcos, you know, you have a VA under the hood. Only use four cylinders, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what it meant. And it's up to today that, I mean, that's such a great advice, not just for tango, but for life.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know? mm-hmm. So it's like, wow. Uh, and the maestro was Orlando Fiva.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I have, you're right, I have a lot of, you know, I had great coaches and great coaches. Mat- Masters over the years, Mm -hmm. everybody seems to have left uh, an impression here or there. And when I think about it, it usually affects life as well. Mm -hmm.
0: It's
1: not just for the dance, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you both, as teachers, developed something called the Q method of learning tango. Can you tell us about that?
1: Sure. Um, Q comes from my last name. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, what happened was that, let me take you a little bit from the beginning. Sure. Back when we were uh, back in the 80s in Argentina, Buenos Aires, mm-hmm. there was not very much that we could do with tango, to be honest with you, in the sense that the demographics, people that were dancing tango, there were not really mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And the only way that we could uh, succeed in what we were doing was if we were on stage. Mm-hmm. So regular social dancing was not a big deal. It was not taught very well. It didn't have methodologies. It didn't have, you know, they taught you the basic step and there was the cross and they started through the back. They counted until eight. Mm -hmm. But after that, it was pretty much, you had to figure out everything on your own. And then the maestros would teach you as if you already knew, but they didn't really teach you. They they show you how to do things. Mm And then you had to copy them and then do it. And then if you didn't get it, you just, you know, they say, you, you will get the step. But you always felt like, no, no, that's not right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, well, but I'm doing the same thing that you. I'm putting the seed. The... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're missing something. And it's like the tango. And then, so, <laughs> so the Q method, right, right. So the Q method came because we started developing a system in where we, con- we could teach the student a conducive way to learn and an efficient way to learn in a short period of time.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Perhaps in Argentina, if you started learning in the the time that I I really immersed myself in the 80s, a a beginner would last maybe two years, two and a half years, to understand the beginner concept Mm -hmm. and understand. And and then because we didn't talk about musicality, we didn't talk about body position, we didn't really talk about embrace, how the different types of embrace, their different styles. They just dance it, right?
3: Mm-hmm. It was
1: one tango, that's it. Mm-hmm. So Q method basically what it does, it, it it's, it's an efficient system that we through trial and error, mm-hmm. right? right? We we figure out that what works and what doesn't work mm-hmm. and for a beginner. So then mm-hmm. uh, then a beginner within three months of mm-hmm. learning certain guidelines it would be able to be proficient on the floor and and dance. Mm-hmm. As a, as a beginner, right? Yeah. But that's what q starts uh, starts for. It's, 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 a, it's a system mm-hmm. that helps the beginners to go. And we really we concentrate on and, and the links and the steps. We actually don't teach the cross step, mm-hmm. the basic traditional mm-hmm. cross step. We don't teach it for at least three months
3: mm-hmm.
1: because to us is one of the most complex steps that there is. Yeah. And the formation of a Tango dancer. So it's so intimidating, and we we notice that. Uh, well, first of all. The retention for a beginner, when you teach them, it's very difficult to keep a count of eight beats or eight steps. Right. And if you have to link it, it keeps, it's just too much, mm-hmm. too much information. It's overwhelming. Not to mention that sometimes the timing of the lady is completely different than the timing of the man. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, so these are the things that we uh, came up with, the idea of Q-Method mm-hmm. to you know, grow the community and to simplify in a way something that was so beautiful and uh, basically to get people hooked, you know. Mm-hmm. Encouraged. Yeah, encouraged. encouraged. Does that make sense? A- uh,
0: absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like what you said about the cross and not teaching it on the first day. Gosh, you know, that, that step was... Because stepping and rotating and in time with music, that that's actually really hard to do.
1: Yeah, not only that, but if you think about it, you're displacing in a diagonal mm-hmm. because as soon as you step up, and to the side, and then you go outside partner, you know, it seems easy, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not. You're already moving in two different directions,
3: right? Exactly.
1: And actually, three if you. If you so, so then, and then the rotation, when the lady crosses, now you have to add that lead. that already it's hard to lead the ro- to go forward mm-hmm. or walk in front of the lady. Now you have to lead her to cross, and you're just starting, starting to learn. I mean, it's like, you know, ob- it's basically it's objection after objections for it, the thing the, 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 in our point of view, yeah. Uh, for the beginner to learn, you you putting you constantly making it more more difficult for them to learn instead of simplifying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Eventually they'll get there and they'll understand it and that's
0: all.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So kind of related to teaching methods and uh, and being efficient and and that sort of thing. Getting good at tango is, is largely mental. So what are some ways, in your opinions? Uh, to become a mentally strong tango dancer?
2: I I think the first thing is people understand that they have feelings. Mm -hmm. However, I think a challenge in the process that happens is understanding how does one learn? And I I know myself, I know my tendencies. Now, perhaps I have to understand my tendencies and just acknowledge them and be open to another way. Mm -hmm. Having awareness is, I think, one of the greatest battles, yet the easiest butterfly effect to solving the problem.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Just having the awareness, not even worrying about solving the problems. Mm-hmm. The, the solutions will come after. So, for example, if someone is mentally tense to try a close embrace, mm-hmm. just being aware that they're tense already can soften the rest of the effect. Mm-hmm. And, this is one thing, there's several, and I'm sure Marcus has a few other suggestions as well, but this is one thing that we know that you certainly challenge a situation, yet immediately fix it. Mm-hmm.
1: It's nerve-wracking to learn a dance and where one is so close, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the responsibilities of understanding, because we're communicating mm-hmm. without talking.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm. that gives us sometimes... Hibi jeebies, pretty much, you know, like,
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Like, if you if, if we're not used to, for example, I, I was not used to getting tests, I was always, I would get really nervous when I had to give the test
3: mm-hmm. in the
1: school, yeah, because I, I grew up that that was too important, and this, and then and I would get that, And then some people, mentally, would were, were not centered, mm-hmm. so I think the best way or, or what I figure out. For me, the best way is actually acknowledge mm-hmm. at that point. Even if you are an advanced person, even if you are super well known and you're a phenomenal like dancer, whether you're a lady or a man,
3: mm-hmm.
1: sometimes acknowledging it humbles us and it humbles the other person there with you. Mm-hmm. For instance, in a, in, a, in a class environment, it's like, you know, I'm, I feel a little nervous. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Just saying that out loud, even to yourself, it will calm people down and it will ground you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it will help. And then if you say it to your to your partner, it's the same, you know. And then and then we start interacting differently. Like, oh, this is okay to do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, of course, that, that gets you uh, mentally strong. But what happens is that it comes back. It comes back when there's a challenge of the lead Oh, it's overwhelming because the milonga is so busy and it feels like you cannot dance because everybody's dancing so fast. Right. right. It's sort of like learning a new language mm-hmm. when everybody speaks fast and you're like, But I I do greater my exams, you know, but
3: mm-hmm.
1: I can't really speak it. It's because we feel in the spot. Yeah. So acknowledging that, understanding that, sharing that with the people, it creates a different environment mm-hmm. and we can and have it stronger mentally because it does takes a lot of mental stamina mm-hmm. to learn and to dance you know does that make sense yes
0: yes absolutely all right so i want to change gears a little bit to one of the big topics that we were going to talk about which is the international tango summit it looks like this really massive project it looks like a lot of fun um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just massive. So why don't you tell us about, about the International Tango Summit coming up this fall?
1: Well, this would be the second, the second year. second year, yes. And I'll the give year. you, yeah, the second year. I'll give you a little bit of synopsis, but it's, it's true. That's, it's a true summit where we have movies mm-hmm. about tango, teachers' training program, coaching for teachers, basically how to teach from people that are specialized. And specific areas and how to teach tango and why and what is it mm-hmm. then we have regular workshops and we have master workshops where three master couples teach the same workshop at the same time
3: Ooh.
1: and the same element for example they talk about the same element from three different points of view mm. and it's really fun creative people love that because sometimes they have their favorite instructors mm-hmm. But then they realized, then they discovered this other two the instructors like they're there and they also have something really important. They could see how it could work and now it integrates.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So the purpose of the summit is to integrate because unity through diverse, diversity. Mm-hmm. That's our motto. Because there's a lot of different tangos in the sense that tango has traditional and it has uh, traditional tango, it has tango nuevo, mm-hmm. it has stage tango, tango fantasia. What they call they actually it's a term that is sort of invented, or it was. It came out to be known in the 90s, but right. in the 50s already had precedence that there was such a thing. Mm-hmm. When I grew up in Buenos Aires, we were basically against neighborhoods. I mean, if I, I was in those days the disciple of Mingo and Esther Pugliese, mm-hmm. and then we would meet at the Garduleria, this is called... A, place where people sell all the fruits and stuff. <laughs> it was a, right across from El Beso and Acacia Corrientes and the Corrientes Street.
3: Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you will
1: see Todaro's Disciple. Then you see Pepito Echoneta Disciple. Mm-hmm. Disciples. And then you'll see Virulazo and Elvira. And we had everybody that were, you know, Pupi Castello was there with González. Mm-hmm. I mean, this Milongas was oozing with, with all these people. And, and, and there was, I'm talking at the end of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so, we were not literally. We were. It was not. It was. It's not that we were not allowed, but it was not good if we went and took lessons, for example, with Todaro. If I, you know, I was to keep the system of Pugliese, mm-hmm. and then you know, and I represent that, and I study that, and then got beautiful things. So, so young, I follow, of course, I follow what the older maestros. Mm-hmm. Say it. but then I realized it would it created this sort of attention, tension. Uh-huh. Like, we couldn't do this, could not. it was creative because you couldn't repeat what Todaro's step did, mm. so you have to create your own stuff, <laughs>
3: right? Yeah.
1: right. And then, and then we did, and we created, so we all were different in that aspect, like sort of like you know, like in life, you no, know? mm. but generationally. And then we would discover but to me, it's like it seemed not really. Accepting the other person. It was like not only were this different, but it was just too much criticism going. Even if it was fantastic, oh well, no, but they didn't do that. Look at the hand, and all the timing, or the dress, or something was not really building, mm-hmm. you know. So and, and then I send, we sensed that this this kind of was a little bit like that. So I thought we thought okay, let's let's create something and where we all accept each other and we cherish each other's style,
3: mm-hmm.
1: so that we could grow more. I mean well, you like this type of music, dance into this type of music, or this, ty- or this style, well, let's specialize in that, let's make it bigger so we all benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And then tango grows, you know. It doesn't have to be just one way. Yeah. So that is basically what the summit uh, does. The competition, its the competition aspect of it
3: mm-hmm.
1: is pretty much something that has been used and it's one of the reasons...
2: Who, so I'm going to jump in just for a yeah. second, mm-hmm. but... Um, Competition is really an expansion of that idea of creating the unity and understanding that each style has something wonderful to offer. Mm -hmm. Being able to give people access to learning the differences and why and how is really what we want to do. Mm -hmm. It's everyone else's personal preference which way they want to go or or what they personally want to express in themselves. But one of the things that we also found is the historical value Mm -hmm. in all of this. Something is developed from one thing that leads to another, that leads to another, and the next thing you know, you have 60 years of history
3: mm-hmm.
2: that should be uh, spread in knowledge and hopefully not divided. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the competition came about: is that we would like to offer these categories of different ways to ex- to express with respect to these styles and how they develop. Mm-hmm. So you have milonguero style. You have fantasía, where it is okay to express yourself in a little bit larger uh, volume. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
2: we have, of course, tango de vista. Uh, not too many people know, but uh, there are at least five subcategories of tango de Pista. We don't offer it yet,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but in history, there is this, and so. You know, this information that we're trying to express it in the workshops and, and have it available is also there for people to start understanding and exploring. Mm-hmm. That, you know what, it is okay to cross over and express yourself in different ways. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. As, as producers, but also as artists, uh, it's very important to have that palette available to people. So that's where the competition does that and we've even gone as far as to have two competitions in one mm. we offer something that was very much inspired by ice feeding and, and um, gymnastics a short program mm-hmm. a single dance where one dance is danced and you're placed right away out of the gate mm-hmm. this will allow us and competitors to feel okay where are they at what do they need to work on before they get to the championships? Mm-hmm. And the championships are our traditional three-song or tanda set mm-hmm. in different styles and divisions, but making it very fair. Um, for example, we offer different partnerships.
1: Right. Uh, well, l- let's elaborate a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. For example, if you come to the International Tango Summit and you say, "But I can't go because I'm a beginner." Mm-hmm. Okay, what level of beginner are you? Well, I'm a beginner. I've been dancing for uh, six months, and I could say, how could I, uh, how could I compete? Well, no, there is such a thing. Mm. So then we give people a goal. So and with the same age range. Mm-hmm. So then we start to groom dancers and give them a goal, so they could start understanding how to grow. Mm-hmm. Right, the system is, is new, mm-hmm. but we hope and we and really are working hard for this to grow. Yeah. So then, then eventually we'll pass to intermediate. So this is for the amateur level.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And of course, it's intermediate and advanced, right? And then you have a, a creation opportunity for, for the amateur for that way. Then we have the, the, the division that's pro-am, where the pro-am, it's like if you have a teacher, mm-hmm. you could compete with your teacher at whatever level. Oh, uh, yes. You might be a beginner, intermediate, or advanced, and your teacher will coach you and then through lessons and then you'll go and you'll compete with your teacher, whether you're a female or a male. Mm -hmm. And then you have the category and where the system really starts showing how we could grow, Mm -hmm. which is the professional category, Mm
3: -hmm. where only
1: professionals are allowed to compete against each other. So. So then this will go, okay, you know, and then you have a triple crown winner, which will be proficient in all the three dances mm-hmm. and a specific style. Mm-hmm. So then we're really given opportunity for everybody, including the professionals. And and in this way, it's proven that the system will grow, tango will grow, because it has, you know, right now, the only incentive sort of that we have is to get good, maybe go to a festival and go to the milonga,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. Which is a great, it's a great incentive to have it wonderful. That's how it lived. Yeah. But with the competition, you have a different mindset. It mm-hmm. even could create new professionals, because now professionals will have to really go through a system of certification and going through learning this and why and this. So, so we it will makes us better as a whole. Mm-hmm. And, and when we started Tango uh, a long time ago, it was not so many techniques that now there are different techniques. We helped in general. Mm-hmm. Now, there's many different techniques in how to teach and how to, and, and what one can, can do. So then this is what' we're, the competition uh, caters to. And last mm-hmm. year, actually, we surpassed all the expectations. Wow. It was the largest tango competition in the world nice. because of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And people mm-hmm. see that, well, now I can compete.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And we say this with authority because we have gone and brought students to competitions and there's no such an opportunity.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And the students, they feel well, Marcos Huta. We'll, we know that we'll never go. going to beat these people. They're ahead of us. <laughs> well, I understand. So then, you're right. Well, it's good for the experience, but I don't know how good it is for my ego. I don't know if it gives me, it, it gives me the incentive to grow, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And at the pace, I mean, right now people start, and if they, they get the Tango bug, they want to get good, really good, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and in mm-hmm. mo- in eight months in eight months they want to be in advance. Yeah. Imagine the the pressure that we put on each other and and, and and themselves. It's like it's not realistic, right? Right, right. Uh, so I'm fifty years old, I've been doing it a little over thirty years mm-hmm. and to me it's always is like sort of a new beginning. It's always every ten years it's sort of like a new beginning. Yeah. I'm gonna have different way of dancing it, different way of listening, more knowledge. Mm-hmm.
2: So one of the, the surprises, well, I guess a few surprises that we had last year, and just to elaborate a little bit more, this is not just Marcos and Ruiz's idea. Right. We collaborate with, with quite a few maestros. We have gone to Argentina and talked with some of the grandmasters on, on their thoughts.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so really, this is a collaborative project mm-hmm. um, and and enhanced by many artists on how they feel tango should be Expected and the future of Tango as well. Mm -hmm. Last year when we launched the first Argentine Tango World Cup in Los Angeles, we had over 700 entries. Wow. 700 entries, but entries are looked at as upon this. Of one couple can enter five categories Mm -hmm. instead of just one, Mm -hmm. and we had the first, of course professional and amateur partnership which uh, was wonderful to see everybody was very excited and grateful Mm -hmm. and the teachers took it as a wonderful experience to further their students for the next um, progress we had a numerous amount of beginners Mm -hmm. and probably the most endearing thing about the beginners uh, was something noted by the judges and all the judges said we have never seen so many happy people They're nice. dancing tango! <laughs> yes, yes. They're, they're absolutely happy! Mm-hmm. <laughs> they make a mistake, they laugh it off, they shrug, they keep going. Yeah. This is the spirit that was in, in the uh, competition last year for this group, mm-hmm. this particular group. And then along to see now the professional division. Mm-hmm. The professional di- division is quite inspiring. Mm-hmm. To see artists have the freedom to express in certain styles. Mm-hmm. To me, this is great—not just for them, but for the beginning students that are watching. Mm-hmm. They have an example; they they can see different styles, and they can see that progress can be made. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it really there were a lot of surprising moments last year that happened with the competition, and again, we're looking forward to it for this year. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and and there's more people involved, and we're open to people being involved. Mm-hmm. We, uh, this is something that we started along with other maestros,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: but we had the blessings of Juan Carlos Copes, uh, Gloria Arquimbao, and Elina Roldan is one of the main judges, which she was the main judge in uh, in the competition, the the world championship in Argentina. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that are from the tango world. Uh, from Buenos Aires and not from Buenos Aires uh, are in support because they see that the, 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 the future um, mm-hmm. has growth. Right? This way we could see the future a little bit more clear. And so, so this is why also you see a staff of teachers, uh, mostly the teachers that we have, some people say, well, why don't you guys bring people from Europe?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we want to grow the United States first.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We want to grow the people, give opportunity to the local teachers, the people that have been working really hard for decades mm-hmm. and the people that keep coming here, the Argentinians and non-Argentinians, because they have great uh, American teachers. They can teach phenomenally. They could communicate really well mm-hmm. the same that they grew up here and they really immersed themselves in tango and they know so much. When we, and I say we as Argentinians, mm-hmm. learned tango in Argentina, we didn't know what we were dancing to.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean... We had the, for sure, we had the music on the music sheets because you have to give it to the orchestra, whoever we were dancing with, right. what to play.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That we knew. But when we won, we didn't know how Tanda was put together. We didn't know what the Tanda was. Mm. We didn't know if it was Troilo mm. as young dancers. And now the the beginner comes in with all this knowledge. Somebody yeah. that is new is like, well, no, you want to her with this, you want to that, you watch out with the, the first three basic tempos. I mean, <laughs> God, it has grown so much. Yeah. So, and, and this is what's great about
2: it. Mm-hmm. And that growth that Marcos is talking about really crosses borders.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And this, this is what we uh, want to integrate and unite, is that the crossing borders and partnerships of couples, uh, American dancers and teachers, uh, even if they are from Canada, Europe, mm-hmm. uh, Asia, you know, the tango is completely borderless yeah. today. Yes. So how do we unite that? How do we come together? And that's what I hope that we're doing a part of to help provide dancers information, to help provide teachers with a possibility of future growth. Mm-hmm. And just educate, be able to provide those resources yeah. you know, and a platform and a platform for growth. Yeah. Right. That is our inspiration. Mm-hmm. For example,
1: uh, next year we're planning to have a regional competition in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. And then in, in another coast, we have another regional competition that's going to tie it up to the summit. And so it's, it's moving in that way because uh, people they have been doing it for a long time said, okay, I think this makes sense, guys. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. We could all uh, work together for the well being of, uh, of Tango. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't matter where you live or or what type of style you are, we, we welcome you. We're like okay, let's work together.
0: Nice.
3: Yeah.
1: You
0: know? Yeah. 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 It's so great that this includes everybody, even even those beginners. So again, just kind of going on with that idea of growth and learning and and, and being inspired. So even though both of you have had so much experience with this dance as teachers, instructors, organizers. Uh, what are some new things about this dance that you've both learned recently, perhaps in the last few months or years? Wow,
2: that's, that's uh, a whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I begin and which one do I start mm-hmm. with? What I see now with as much as the world is pulling us into technology, mm-hmm. Uh,
3: mm-hmm.
2: individualism, communication, I'm really seeing a sense of connectivity. Mm-hmm not just to the partner, but to understanding oneself. Mm. This is very important. I think there is, are people looking for those answers and finding to, looking for resources, dancing, tango, exercise, being with people socially, mm-hmm. finding a unit that can help them discover more about themselves. You know, Marco said something to me very beautiful, and this was about, I want to say, a year ago. And some people sometimes say that they go to the Milonga to forget Mm -hmm. and get lost. Mm -hmm. And Marco said, you know, perhaps it could be another way. What if they go to the Milongas to find themselves? Mm. And this is what I'm seeing that's happening in Tango. People are trying to find themselves. They want something deeper. They want to connect with themselves, they want to connect with other people, put some other things aside like technology, put their phone down and work, mm-hmm. and just have these true honest moments. Mm-hmm. And this is where I see uh, the future of things mm-hmm. as, as of the current.
1: Well, for me, maybe what I'm going to say is going to sound chauvinistic, <laughs> <laughs> but and, 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 and I guess there's no way around to, to say it. Mm-hmm. what I learned recently, and I said recently, probably within the last three years, Mm -hmm. and I'm still working on it, is the conversation that we are having. So I was brought up in a culture where we had to lead everything. Mm -hmm. We we gave no room. And this is me. I mean, uh, this is personal. Maybe I Mm -hmm. didn't learn it right. Maybe it was in... but, But I remember that we were not allowed to let the lady... You know, We had to lead everything. Mm-hmm. We just had to lead the stuff, even sometimes embellishments, the way you go this way, you go that way, and then the change is in the conversation that you could actually have. More mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. really just guide everything, it's like, okay, let's dance, and let's see how we feel and how it develops, and then I will listen to you if there's something that you want to say, and then... And then you listen to me, and then we're, we're and we conversing and creating that conversation and that flow is very complex.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But to me, that's how tango has changed.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's changed. If you maybe watch videos, you'll see even how change the dynamics and what what difference it is when somebody when a couple is conversing, truly conversing, mm-hmm. versus when they're doing patterns yeah. or, or yeah. they do an exhibition and they wow everybody because you know of course I, I, I've done Broadway. I, done big shows in Las Vegas and all over so and then I, I understand that mm-hmm. because that's part of it but what we call true tango for for even for an exhibition and maybe it doesn't have that now mm-hmm. maybe it's it's a collaboration and the true form is not necessarily when we do an exhibition mm-hmm. is to do patterns and show how skillful we are with our legs or our musicality or with you know, how impressive it's not about us, it's about how we share, how we give. Mm-hmm. And that is a very complex thing, you know, because it's not, it's in human nature, but it's also human nature when we're put in the spotlight, it's to shine, you know, not to to give to the other person, and to build a relationship, so the people, rather than see a couple doing a lot of things that are exotic, and, and they require all this training in the body, they see a couple with the relationship. Yeah. They see the connection. They see that they're actually in love or, or they're not in love or they're conversing or they're having fun
3: yeah.
1: or, or, or just listening to each other. So th- to me, this, what I, I, this is what I've learned. It's like, okay, this is a different, a different way. Rather, we used to go and, on stage, warm up, there's 1,100, 1,500 people waiting and you're training really hard and you come up, boom, and you hit them. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got it and then the other couple they came and boom they did the same thing and so for me it was a huge breakthrough to open up and learn this okay now let me let me listen and, and it's it's really interesting and, it's, and at the same time it's beautiful when that happens that you could actually and it doesn't matter at what level mm-hmm. it, you have a conversation with somebody and, and, and it's real you know yeah
0: so that's, uh, yeah. Great. Right. Yeah, and this kind of goes to show, I want the, especially the, the beginning students out there listening to know that even with really experienced tango masters, they're still keeping that open mind, and they're still evolving and learning, and that's, it's gonna, that's the wonderful thing about the dance. There's always something, something new to learn. Yes.
2: Yes, it's a journey. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so online, where do we find out more about you and the International Tango Summit?
2: So, you would go to Okay. we are having our event September 12th to the 15th at the Hilton LAX, right next to the airport in a beautiful hotel, mm-hmm. and we just announced this week that we are having La Romantica Milonguera as our
0: orchestra. Oh, very so nice.
2: Air- we are very, very excited for those nights. Nice.
1: Yeah, and we hope you can make it, you'll be our guest with a friend if you come, oh. uh, you know, if you if you come come, we will we will treat you as a guest.
0: Oh, great! And maybe you could
1: make you could interview anybody there's in uh, the staff, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, to come and check it out, and, and uh, hopefully you have a good time and you like what you see. Yeah,
0: that would be lovely. So, sup- that, that time in September, yeah, if I'm in the country, I may be in Europe, but um, yeah, if I'm around, I will definitely seriously consider coming that sounds like a wonderful wonderful experience and uh, yeah I would be I would be honored and I will definitely keep in touch about that
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. also we have an encuentro at the summit okay the encuentro is uh, running parallel to the summit and then we thought about it because this, this, we know that there are some people that like certain specifications in the way they like to dance mm-hmm. so and since we have the infrastructure we have 50,000 square foot of facility wow. at the health Mm-hmm. And then so we allocated one of the one beautiful rooms for this Encuentro. Okay. Uh, and we have great DJs, you
0: know. Great. Okay. Well, I'll definitely have that website address in the show notes so people will be able to look it up and learn more about this amazing, amazing event. And also for both of mm-hmm. you thank you very much girl. thank you yeah it was great talking to you thank you again for taking the time I know you are in the midst of traveling literally and I'm, I'm really <laughs> uh, really grateful that you were able to, to squeeze me into your, uh, your very busy schedule much appreciated thank you, thank you. okay alright well I'll be in touch and uh, yeah I hope to meet you both in person soon yes
1: that would be nice that would be great
0: okay alright thank you both again and have a safe trip Thank you, senor, and you too. All right, thank Talk you. Talk to you soon. Thank you, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that was fun. So, Marcos and Ruta were on the road, as you could probably tell, returning from Las Vegas, and it was nice that they were able to make time for an interview. The International Tango Summit sounds pretty awesome. Instruction, malangas, all facets of competition, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And I really appreciate the core goal of inclusion, of exposing dancers to multiple dance styles and perspectives. And it's also important to let all you beginners out there know that at these large events, there is a place for you. Yes, it's intimidating and you might feel as though you don't belong, but you do. Festivals and events are great places to learn and to experience the rich tango atmosphere over the course of our conversation i really like what maria said about keep sweeping the alley we're all going to struggle in our tango journeys but in the end if we keep working at it the hard work will pay off we will hit that breakthrough i also liked what marcos said about not taking tango too seriously there is such a thing as putting in too much effort physical or mental and we have to be aware that solving problems in our learning might involve dialing things back a bit. And from talking to Marcos and Ruta, it was really interesting to hear a little bit about the history of tango and how challenging it was to learn. And it makes me appreciate that over the course of only a few decades, we now have so much access to tango information, whether it's music, instruction, you name it. So thank you again, Marcos and Ruta, for sharing your time, your thoughts, and for telling us about the International Tango Summit. Looking at my schedule, I will most likely be there, and hopefully you listeners will as well. I'd love to have a tanda with you. Okay, that's it for this episode. Thanks all you out there for tuning in. I am super grateful to have you as an audience. If you're enjoying the show, please take a quick moment to visit iTunes, SoundCloud, or whichever podcasting platform you're using. Subscribe if you haven't already, and please leave a five-star rating and review. That helps out a lot. Thanks for your support. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.